All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I don't think I'm quite familiar with that phrase. I'll explain, and I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. Go ahead. Make my day. I make this look good. You are now listening to the Movie Review Crew Podcast. All right, welcome in everybody. This is another edition of the Movie Review Crew. I'm your host, Mike Lucas, and joining me is Aaron Kronikin. Hello. Shane Kronikin. How's it going? And Steve Rushlaw. How you doing? Uh, I am doing great. This is another uh, a week into... Okay, so hear, hear me out. We were doing movies to stream for June, but that only lasted four weeks, four episodes. Are we going to yeah. continue this on? I don't mind that idea. It, it's also more difficult. We, we, when we picked a thing before, we were doing two episodes a week. So I feel like we got more content right, on right. that theme. Now, especially with, with we went out of town. and uh, Yeah, we, we, so skipped, we skipped a week. A week. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, and, and with us just doing one, it's, I feel like we haven't really gotten a whole lot of, whole lot of mileage out of the theme. Right, and then that's, that's like we did, what, three or four episodes. And I'm like, all right. Come on, yeah, we haven't I'm even, fine continuing it through June. Right. We haven't even scratched the surface of what's available to stream uh, and what is out there uh, while everybody's still at home. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're going to continue it on. We have a review of Hostage today, which is free. It's, it's on Netflix. I keep, we keep yes. saying free on yeah, Netflix. We're right. Yeah. It's Netflix. Everything on Netflix is free. It's just you have to pay for Netflix. <laughs> I said the same thing in the text. I said, "Don't worry, guys. It's free on Netflix." Like, well, right? Uh, it's on Netflix. I mean, it's, not like, it's not like Amazon where you have right. to pay. It's five ninety nine to p- purchase this. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it comes with the subscription to Netflix. I wonder how many people have a Netflix account. Like wonder how many people recently got a Netflix account for having to be locked up in their house for what's going on for the last few months there are 61 million accounts registered in the u.s no i'm sorry it's in 2020 70 million yeah that's so uh, that's a lot but that i i would guesstimate that that's probably eight out of ten households and and the fact that amazon or netflix is like hey we have to raise our our prices up it's like you pay 13, 14 bucks a month to 70 million people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do mean, the math. That's you like, do the math. That's a lot of money. It's a couple hundred thousand, I bet. Yeah. Close. So pretty reasonable <laughs> for what they offer. And if yeah, they, they I agree. Can, like buying good content and creating new good content, mm-hmm. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. I think Netflix is effectively like top five largest studios at this point. Which is just so, insane. We talked wanted, about it during the Oscars. They had a huge run of movies that were Oscar nominated. So mm-hmm. they're, I mean, if if you get through your subscription with Netflix, you get a third or more of the Oscar nominated movies to stream. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and think about what a year ago we talked about when they were discussing uh, Disney Plus coming out. We we're talking about would Disney Plus hurt Netflix? And I don't think it necessarily has done anything to no. them. Disney no. Plus is overrated. The only it reason really I have it is because it's still free. 
They yeah. hardly ever put new content on. They there. Like, never put they new just, content. They're you just pay for relying it and you on get what you got. Stuff. I mean, the only movie they've put out recently was Artemis Fowl. Which I've heard awful things about. It just got completely destroyed. Yeah, I they watched did that Call of the Wild, which was fine. Is that the one with Harrison Ford? Yeah. yeah. I don't did even you guys see the behind the scenes for that. Yes. Call of the Wild. When he <laughs> pet like, a human, he's petting a human, and is like it just looks goofy. This this human in a CGI like mocap suit or whatever. They they yeah. didn't do motion capture. They just used it as reference for the CGI for the dog. Yeah, but I mean, have you seen the behind the scenes? crawling around. The behind the scenes of Game of Thrones is the same way where... Right, like, but it, I think it makes it... just like puppets. It, it makes it more hilarious because... I think it because it's Harrison Ford. Like just this grumpy grizzly mm-hmm. bear of a human being and he's scratching another human behind his ears. <laughs> like, yep. I mean, but Harrison Ford... He, they asked him about it in an interview and he gave his typical, the same answer he gives for all his Star Wars stuff. And they're like, how, how are you able to do it? He's like, yeah, there's a lot of money involved. Like, <laughs> like he, he's, he, That's always his answer. Like he'll do it. Like there's money involved. It's not that big a deal. Who cares? I'll do it. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll ask a, never mind. What? <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, right. yeah, Everybody's got a saying. price. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh, what have you guys watched lately? Um, on streams not for the show obviously so so here we've been touting netflix but amazon recently recently released uh dave bautista's newest movie my spy hey 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 dave bautista has done enough things that we can acknowledge that dave bautista has the acting ability to carry a movie aaron oh he's fantastic and then he releases my spy here's 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 the issue here's the issue that movie was supposed to come out last year sometime got kept kept getting pushed back because of rewrites whatever and then covid (laughs) i can't imagine it was that great of a movie it was actually surprisingly very good I, i think I, yeah, in, so, in the same way, the pacifier is good. Where it's well, like, yeah, oh, it's sorry, it's an but... unwritten rule that that like if you're a big hulking action guy, you have to do a kids movie. Yeah, like the Tooth like Fairy. And yeah, with the Rock. Better or, or worse or, than Stuber? Oh, much. I think <sighs> I like the chemistry between him and Kumail Nanjiani better, but I think writing wise and movie wise i honestly think this one was better because hmm. stuber was underwhelming as a story and as a like the action wasn't great it really it was just it hinged on the relationship between those two but in this one bautista gets to use uh i mean not a lot it's a it's a silly kids movie but he does have some dramatic moments he has his trademark charm i mean the guy's just likable 100 percent, and he just has that dry humor that works perfectly in this type of situation he's significantly better and a better suited for this type of movie than like vin diesel and and you know like the rock is fine but what was that what was that one that that uh what's the what's the wrestler john cena just came out with fight fire fighting fire whatever the hell that i mean that just looked horrendous because he's terrible but bautista's good enough to make this feel fresh and and make it enjoyable i i liked it i liked it a lot it's not great but for what it is it it, it was very enjoyable i can't believe you didn't know john cena's name i, I try to forget that he exists because he is absolute trash at everything he does he's he's bad um anyway playing, speaking of amazon playing with fire 
Playing with fire. Ugh. I watched, uh, it was one of our listener requests. I might pick it, but I'll just give a quick spoiler-free review in case we watch it. But Amazon original called The Vast of Night. It is uh, like a micro-budget sci-fi movie that's, it's like a 90-minute long movie. And it's essentially uh, kind of like a Twilight Zone episode extended to 90 minutes. And they even open with like a copycat intro of twilight you know it sounds like rod sterling's introduction to the twilight zone episodes and it's pretty good it's not anything like the story isn't very original but the way it's told and it's it's just really a personal story about these two characters involved in it but it's uh, especially considering it's probably a super low budget what they pulled off visually and what they pulled off from a storytelling element and it's a first time writer director that's pretty awesome Definitely worth seeing. Definitely worth streaming. What would you say? What is it on? Uh, Amazon. It's a, uh, I don't know if it was uh, Amazon picked up the streaming rights or they produced it. To be, it, it was listed as an Amazon original. Sure. But it's, uh, I mean, for a 90-minute movie, it feels fast. And it was surprisingly high quality, high production value for what I would imagine is a super low budget movie. I want to say Amazon picked it up because I had heard about it last year. On some website, I was looking for top movies of the year, and that movie was actually on their list of like top ten, top twenty, because of how well yeah. they did I with mean, how little it, money they had. Not only from a story standpoint, I enjoyed it because it is so so small scale. About I, I don't want to spoil anything, but anyways, it, but from a aliens filmmaking standpoint, the things they pulled off, they did this, they did things in like eleven, twelve, thirteen minute takes probably to save money because if you can do it in one take and it's a long take there you go you don't have to shoot and edit together 25 takes but that's a risk though because it's a risk because you have these actors nobody's heard of and if they can't pull it off or if they screw up or whatever the case is but and then they did this this long shot this one take of uh the cameras just going through the streets of this town and through the fields. And then it goes into this basketball arena and then it goes up into the crowds and it falls. And it's just, it seems like it was forever. And, uh, you know, I kind of looked up some stuff about what they did and, you know, they did things like strap a camera to a go-kart and that's how they, they use their, their one shot through the town. And I don't know. It just seems like it's a, it's the type of movie that says this is a first time director's effort. I'm going to look forward to what he's doing next. All right, I can dig it. Um, I watched Us again. And? Thoughts? It's not as good as the first time I thought. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, like, it was, it's fine. It's a good movie. Uh, I definitely think it's above average. Um, oh, 100%. Yes. It's above average, yeah. Um, I'm pulling up the sheet. I think that one, too, is, is a little bit hurt by uh, Jordan Peele just, uh, came out with Get Out as his first movie. And, it's Dude. Like, oh, my God, it, it blows you away. And he's he's very, very clearly a fantastic writer and filmmaker. So any movie he, may, he comes out with is going to come with so, those elevated expectations now. I've got the numbers here, what we gave it so it was me mike steve and matt on that review 
Matt loved it at 9.25. Mike was a uh, half a point lower at 8.75. Steve was at seven and a half and I was at seven and I I'll stand by that seven because I didn't care for the story. I loved the way it was told and the way it was filmed. And it, but there were a lot of holes that that's, people that's, wouldn't want to acknowledge. That's what I, I think, noticed the first or the second time is there's so many holes, man. Yeah, I think in that second view, you probably started picking up on a lot more things that you missed in the first one. Oh, yeah. I'll still say, and I, I think I mentioned it when we reviewed it, the, the scene where it's cut between them fighting – Mm-hmm. and it, the ballet the, was one of the best edited and uh, that's one of my favorite scenes of that year and mm-hmm. I just and that's not uh, easy man. to do that's no. definitely not easy to do if you i don't know if you guys remember that that uh james bond quantum of solace tried to do that they they kind of merged a, a fight scene he was in that was at this opera house and so they were they were interspersing him yeah. fighting it and it was a clunky horribly edited just it was a mess where you couldn't tell anything and this one was done incredibly well yeah oh yeah and and another thing is the main adult male character i don't remember his name um but his acting ability in that movie is Honestly, right on par with Lupita Nyongos, who we've like given well, the acting. They're all good, the board. Yeah. even the even the child is actors it, were is good. That, uh, Winston Duke. Yeah. Yes. yeah, 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 dude. He when he goes back outside with the baseball bat yeah. and he lowers his voice, it's so yeah. funny. But it's like so real because you know everybody would do that. You want to start something? <laughs> we can start something. Dude, every every single person in that movie from acting nailed it, and that's I mean. That's another thing that Jordan Peele is obviously very good at. Look at Get Out. The acting from every single bit part was was flawless. Mm-hmm. And the, mm-hmm. you could say the same thing about about uh, us. Yeah. He's very clearly a, an acting director, an actor's director. Has he? Has anyone caught um, any of the Twilight Zone? Because he, I have not. I think he's nope. ex- executive producing that, or yep. he's, he's uh, hosting it as well. But no, I, I have not. Is that. is that HBO? I don't know. I should. I'm have, curious have because uh, sometimes those those HBO shows after they've been out for a while get put on Hulu to watch. So if that happens, mm-hmm. then I'll definitely binge it. Yeah, and I have HBO Max, and I think that's how we watched us. In all honesty. Mm. Um. Also, I I uh, had the opportunity to show uh, a family friend. John Mulaney stand up and my fifth time through and uh, mm-hmm. new in town is still one of my favorite ones ever. <laughs> Speaking of stand up. Um, so it was a little weird that the day after I was like, Hey, you guys should check out Chris D'Elia's stand up special. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> and Dude. then, yeah. It's yeah so, firestorm of him being a sexual predator essentially yeah, apparently and it, it's oh. a little ironic because a large portion of that stand-up was based around uh how to approach boundaries in you know as a single male and it's like oh then you yeah it, then that it definitely didn't light. make his stand-up look any better yeah. uh to bring to bring some 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 bit of levity to that situation i, I was on the internet and I saw it was, I was, I think it was on Facebook. I don't know, but I saw this article and it was just like, Oh my God, no way. Cause it, it's a person you wouldn't have expected. 
and the title starts multiple women accuse Adam Sandler. I'm like, God dang. Like one of the, I mean, obviously his movies aren't great anymore, but he seems like a good dude. And, uh, I kept reading is multiple women accuse Adam Sandler of making horrible movies. And it was from like some onion type of website. Uh, I was like, yeah. Oh, thank God. Dude. I saw, <laughs> I saw another one. That, I think this was back when, uh, it was either Kevin Spacey or someone else, like some other big actor was getting all these accusations. Like Keanu Reeves has been accused by several women of being a stand up guy. And it's like, right. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Like we gotta keep our good ones. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is funny. You you see in his pictures, like even when he takes pictures with the fans, he puts his armor and he's got like his palms wide open and out. So he's yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm not. Uh, here's photo evidence. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I see. You see somewhere his arm's not even touching him. It's like hovering yeah, around. Yeah. He's like, I'm not. Uh, speaking of Keanu, just a quick since it's on streaming and and I watched it. Um, Point Break is available on on Amazon for free, and I rewatched that. Uh, oh my god, that movie is still one of the single greatest action movies ever made. Let's that point movie out that it also has a, a whole lot of shirtless Patrick Swayze, and that's why. Oh yeah, uh huh, mm-hmm. uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's what. So I was watching it with some coworkers, and there's a scene that where Keanu Reeves gets gets beat up by this basically they do a raid on a house and this girl comes out of the shower naked and beats him up and and they're giving me a hard time like oh that, that's like your dream i was like please maybe if it was naked patrick swayze it'd be my dream <laughs> but dude that movie's so so good if you haven't seen it or even if you have and it's been a while or i mean if you need an action fix that is that's as good as a kid Nine, 90s era keanu and 90s era patrick swayze directed by uh Oh, now I'm blanking on her name. She, it's James Cameron's wife. That, oh, that Catherine did. Bigelow. Yes, yes. Uh, and it's so, so good. I mean, just one of the best ever. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. If you haven't seen it or it's been a while, go watch it on Amazon. My Mike, movie knowledge just Have you seen that? No, I was going to say, I, I, I must. And I must confess. <laughs> good. That I don't know. <laughs> that I don't know if I've seen the, that front to back. Have you seen I know you've seen Dirty Dancing because we made you for this. Have you seen any other Patrick Swayze movies besides that? Uh, was oh he my God. in... Here we go. Um... <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to think of something dumb to say now because he hasn't. I'm pretty sure... <laughs> Is he the, the other thing? <laughs> yep. He was the ship. No, <laughs> he played Rose. <laughs> He's very good. I was say... He, he, he played, you know he, he won he did uh he was nominated or won i don't remember which a golden globe for the movie uh two wong fu thanks for everything julie newmar where he played a uh, cross-dresser with yep. wesley snipes and, and yep. john leguizamo and he was fantastic in it. so i could see him playing rose and titanic he could pull um off. i was gonna say though he did he, i did i think i've seen ghost no oh, that's yeah. a great movie i've seen ghost no Dad. it's okay movie stop it you're dumb Remember last episode when we talked about Ghost Dad? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> did I tell you guys that I started The Handmaid's Tale? No. no. I want to start that one. I So my girlfriend and I sat down and we watched our first episode of The Handmaid's Tale. And it gives a lot of backstory. But literally like three-fourths of the episode through the, the – three-fourths of the way through the first episode, you're like, oh. Oh, and so we've only been one episode through, and every time we sit down to watch something, we're like, 
maybe not the handmaid's tale like just rough to watch or what it's it's like eerie and creepy and it's very dystopian like i've seen i've seen worse things on film right i feel like the world that they're building and if this is just episode one I right. can't imagine. Just one has that yeah. nagging depression about it, where it's yeah. like, God, I, I don't want to be immersed in this world for that long. Yeah, <laughs> we went through the same thing with Waco, where we started it, and uh, my wife didn't know the true story of that raid on the yeah compound. But so we got to like three episodes in, and then it just starts to get very depressing. And then yeah, it's like a pit uh, of she misery. found out how yeah. it ended in real life. And she's like, I don't want to watch just this. that sense of just impending doom that just yeah. weighs heavy yeah. on you as you're watching it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I think we're going to start watching it again, but it literally, it's like, I don't, I don't want to like, my life's already depressing as this. I don't want to like. You gotta have like candy or something when you're watching it, just to <laughs> cheer up, right? Like, just go get a bunch of dogs and like, uh-huh. like hi along, uh-huh. guys. Shield me, shield me with your your unwavering happiness. Uh, oh God, yeah. Uh, has anyone else seen anything recently, though? Steve, what you seen? <laughs> yeah. So I had a busy week this week. Um, I just had some time this week, so I got some movies watched. Uh, we nice. started re-watching uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, kind of in, like, how it would play out in... The chronological order. Yeah, so, of, like, Captain yes. Marvel's first. Uh, right. Uh, so, chronological Captain, for no, the events no, of the Captain, Captain America. Captain yeah. America, first Avengers first, and then Captain Marvel uh, yep. happens. Um, but we watched... She was like, can we watch something funny? So, she wanted to watch Gardens of the Galaxy, and she goes can we watch it out of order? <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, that's fine. Um, but we watched Ca- uh, Gardens of the Galaxy. Speaking of Dave Bautista, oh, hilarious, so hilarious so in that movie. Um, obviously, I haven't seen that. That's probably top three Marvel movies they've made, Gardens of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch Artemis Fowl because I've read all the books. Um, oh, and? Because I've heard nothing but awful. It's pretty bad. Um <laughs> I hear they yeah. just didn't follow much of. I read the first book and then really didn't get yeah. into it. But uh, I hear they just abandoned the books, basically. For the most part, they abandoned the books. Um, like I, th- I think I talked to Shane about this. I mean, that's one of those they could have made a shitload of money off. Excuse my language. Oh yeah. Like Harry Potter or something. They mm-hmm. have se- they have seven books. You could have made seven different movies off of that, but They're, CGI. It's like companies, uh, production companies these days are afraid to build the world and, and take it slow. Like Harry Potter didn't just hop into things. Like it took, it was a slow developing introductory movie that, that eventually built up into where five, six, seven you know, are nonstop action. I, but you don't just go into it like that. I think part of the bigger problem, I had a, a conversation with a guy at work about this is that the, you have these beloved properties that you're turning into f- film series or, or movie series and then you get these writers who want to put yeah. their own stamp on it and want to make a name for themselves. And they abandon the material that is your fan base mm-hmm. and they just screw it up. Same thing well, like with the dark tower movie. Oh my Good God. Lord. Well, think about how long all the Harry Potter movies are. Most of those are two and a half to three hours long. Yeah. So In you a can seven movie franchise. Yeah, so you can, Eight. you can kind of build that story. Whereas Artemis Fowl, it's an hour and a half long and it feels like it's like 
two or three books put together yeah. in that hour and a half. Man. It's very fast. It's very quick. CGI is terrible. The acting's bad. <laughs> I've heard that. I looked at That's IMDb. That's uh, first movie ever. I mean, you're a, he's not a young, young kid, but I've, I've heard a lot of reviewers that are kind of like trying to hold back. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to take a dump on this kid because it's his first movie ever, but God, he's horrible. <laughs> so on IMDb right now, it's got a 4.1 out of 10. So uh, mm. that's a bummer. Oh, um, bad. I did take Shane's recommendation and watched VFW last night. Oh yeah. That did you, wait, did you watch it with Carrie? Yes, I did. Oh no, she hated it. She hated it. <laughs> she she was in the room, and I was like, "You probably might not yeah. want to watch this." No, she was, that's not she her started kind of reading movie. her book, and like there was just like heads exploding. <laughs> I was like, "Jesus!" <laughs> like it is like the most crazy awful Dude, I'm movie I've you, watched. Just, like, like and all practical gore. It, it's like John Carpenter cranked up to ten. <laughs> And so and Stephen Lang, I mean, oh, he's so cool. That dude is just a badass in that movie. Uh-huh. Um, and one other thing I wanted to talk about before, uh, real move- quick, uh, I was looking at VFW on IMDb. One of the, I don't know how big a role she has in it, but one of the uh, actresses in VFW, Sierra McCormick, who played Lizard. She got oh yeah, she, decent she was. Yeah, she was. She's the-, the main woman in The Vast of Night, and she was nice. very good. Oh, is she? Yeah, she's uh, she's basically what the the crux the, of what sets the events into motion. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and another, I, I have one more that I was going to talk about. Um, Carrie, when she was younger, liked um, ghost hunters. Um, and we've actually been to a couple places that ghost hunters have been to, like Eastern oh, State nice. Penitentiary. Stay away from so, me. You're haunted AF, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we started watching. Um, I couldn't find the like first season from 2004 whenever they started because um, they're on DVD, but they have like a back to the hunt where he, he comes back and I watched the first two episodes and I mean, I don't know if I necessarily believe in ghosts, but like they can make it at least tense where you're like, Oh, is there ghosts oh, in yeah. here? Is it, it's pretty interesting. I think I believe in ghosts, man. Why not? You know, I think I believe in a production company that makes things look like there are ghosts in there because you can't have boring episodes. Cool. Yeah. And a bunch of people running around. Did you feel that? Like literally? No, I'm watching it on TV. Like nobody saw or felt anything. You liars. Yeah. The camera's always pointed in the wrong direction (laughs) when they see something like, come on guys. There is, there is a couple uh, on the first two episodes. Like, did you hear that? And I'm, yeah. I told Carrie, I was like, I want to hear it. Come on. No, I have my surround sound cranked up to max, and I heard nothing. You liar. So, I want to I take Aaron uh, ghost hunting, though. <laughs> Why? Because he'll be like, oh, yeah, this is a stupid production company. And then he's going to get freaking murdered by a poltergeist. And then we're going to be like, sorry, dude, should have believed. Uh, yeah, I want to be like the guy in, uh, don't believe. I'll all. be like the guy in Waterworld. And when those poltergeists come straight at me, you remember the guy when the match falls into the oil tank and the old man's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> As he blows up. That's what no. I, oh, thank I God. remember nothing about that movie. It oh, it's a great movie. Yep, I'm sure it is. 12 out of 10. I watched it. It's so bad. Um, are you, we ready to move on into Hostage? Yep, I think Hostage. So. All right, let's get into the review of Hostage. Hostage, a film from 2005. It's an hour and 53 minutes long. It's rated R. Action, crime, drama film. 
when a family is held hostage, former hostage negotiator Jeff Talley arrives at the scene where there are hostages. Talley's <laughs> own family is kidnapped. They're hostages. And Talley must decide which is more important, to save a family, the hostages he doesn't even know about, or saving his own family, also hostages. I'm just kidding. I added a few more hostages. Oh, that's oh, word for you? word from IMDb. <laughs> but good Lord, there's like four of them in there. Anyway, director. Yeah, they're hostages. Yeah. Directed by uh, Florent Emilio Siri, uh, written by Robert Christ, the novel by Robert Christ and uh, screenplay Doug Richardson, starring Bruce Willey, Kevin Pollack, uh, Serena Scott Thomas, Ben Foster, uh, Jonathan Tucker, Rumor Willis. Yeah, that's about it. Okay. Oh, and Kim Coates. Uh, yes, yeah, sm- very small role. Robert yeah. Nepper shows up in a very, very small role. Yeah. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, the film... Did anyone look at the Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes score? Nope. nope. Does anyone want to guess? Uh, uh, from critics. Critics score. 36. Yeah, I'm going to guess mid to high 30s. Damn, it's 35. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I wanted to be known that that guess is not based on my feelings on this movie. Because I love this Yeah, movie. I would guess that the audience score is probably... I would say... Low to seventies. Yeah, it's sixty-two. Oh, lower Even than I that thought. That seems low. So, critic score of thirty-five percent with an average rating of four point nine nine out of ten. An audience score of sixty-two percent, an average rating of three point four eight out of five. So, almost seven out of ten. Uh, critics consensus. Jesus. Grizzly and cl- cliched. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna say clicked. Grizzly, okay. Grizzly, and clicked audiences may feel they're being held. Oh God, hostage! Oh, there. <laughs> How do critics? <laughs> and then they use that cliche joke to yeah. shit it's, on a cliche movie. Apparently, uh, so funny. Anyway, uh, I did not watch this one, so I will let you guys take it from here. Man, uh, not, uh, not even sorry. a five from the critics. Jesus. Yeah, that it's. It doesn't get much love, and, and uh, it's not. It's not. There, there are aspects movie. of the movie that aren't aren't great. I, I'll give them that. The reason I picked this one, it is streaming. Uh, it's available on Netflix, and two, I think it's it's either very underseen or or it's it's very seldom thought of when thinking of Bruce Willis. I, I think a lot of people don't think of this movie or haven't seen it. I think this is a fantastic thriller and and i'm not even being facetious when i say this is one of bruce willis's best performances of his career and and as far as straight up acting abilities and performances in action movies this is up there this is i think this is highly highly underrated acting from bruce willis and i love this movie have you had you guys seen this one I had, I had not. I think I had watched it with you a long time ago, Shane. I think so, probably about when it came out to DVD or so. Yeah. I think Bruce Willis is fantastic in this. Um, and obviously Ben Foster, he's great in pretty yeah. much anything he's in. As uh, Mike would like to call him. Uh, B-actor B- Ben Foster. B-actor Ben Foster. <laughs> I will say... Uh, I thought while watching this movie that B actor Ben Foster was really hamming it up to his fullest B potential. 
Yeah, but you almost I, need that. I mean, I didn't he's the villain. Like he got, him really, in this I movie. thought he was great. Didn't I like thought him. he was fantastic because it was a. I I don't. I mean, I get it. I, I understand what you say when you say hamming it up because it was it was a little villainous. You know, he's a bad guy, but he doesn't have to be so so like villainous. You know, but yep. I I think I think he it, it was a lot more subtle than it could have been. He could have been this raging psychopath you know a really aggressive and he was just a more internalized uh i mean very clearly still a psycho but i think it was a pretty internalized more subtle performance than it could have been in a lot of actors hands yeah um i guess my to sum up my thoughts i think i was more interested in that first hostage situation than i was in the one that played out for the rest of the movie uh, so let's talk about that because this beginning of this movie is absolutely fantastic bruce willis's performance is is unbelievably great the directing and the tension from a situation that you're just just dropped into, into. Yep. yeah it, 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 and, his, and his his emotions that he he oh shows my God, throughout he's that so good um but my wife kept asking me multiple times throughout this she's like is this the same movie because it it kept doing like different things i think the problem i have with this movie is there's so much going on there's a lot there there's there's this hostage situation over here and then Bruce comes up and now there's a hostage situation over here and now there's something going on over here. It was, yeah, it was, it's, it's it was wrapped just up way into too much. Some, some crap that the dad's into. The dad of the family is being held hostage is in some shit with these people. And so they, it, yeah, it's, it, there is a lot. There's a very, very much going and, on. And in this movie. passage of time was a little wonky for me. It's like Bruce pulls up. Uh, anyway, so... I don't know, to sum it up, there's the, the hostage situation that Bruce is called to. Then they find out that those people involved as the hostages, the, like Shane said, the dad was involved with these apparent mob-type people, and then they take Bruce Willis's family hostage so that he has to get this information. It's all pretty muddled, but within all of that, uh, a female police officer gets shot, and he has to risk his life to drive up to the house and, and get her into the vehicle. And then it's like cut to it's nighttime and they're mourning the death of her. Like, is that, and then we go back to the house and it, I don't know. It just passage of time was weird. I, I imagine this was all supposed to be one night, but yes. And I'll, I can, I'll give you that. <laughs> and then another time Bruce is talking to his wife on the phone and everything's fine. And then it's like two seconds later, he's talking to these guys that have captured his wife. And it's like, what? you well, just did it right after to that. They waited till she hung up so that nobody would be, I guess I, it just, suspicious. I think the way it was put together was a little weird. No, I, I agree. And I, I don't, I don't, I won't try to claim that this movie is not without flaws. It has, it does have flaws. And I think there are, there are many, but I think the, the pacing the the tension, the filmmaking, and and above all, Bruce Willis helped to help you to kind of just let all that go and just enjoy the ride because it is a ride with with so much going on. It, it's back and forth and and not necessarily twisty where there's all these reveals, but it's it's a game between him and uh, and the the 
the young people holding this family hostage as well as the people mm-hmm. that are holding Bruton. And and then, so it's, uh, it's just cat and mouse. And, and it, it, I think it's very, very well paced. It's yeah, it is. And it's, I think they're, I think I didn't like the directing. That's, that's my main fault. And I didn't like some parts of the story, but the directing to me, it was like you, the tone was weird in some points where you have Bruce Willis, who we're, we're, we're shown in the beginning to, to be a, a real cool customer. He, he never loses his cool. He stays calm in these crazy situations. And he's just this guy trying to solve these things peaceably. And then we get these shots, like these slow-mo shots of him walking into the house with the fire behind. Like, I, I don't think turning him into this like action hero guy didn't fit the character for the rest of the movie. So there's I, I these agree tonal shifts. There, there were some some shots like that that uh, but you know it's bruce in the still in his prime at that point uh so they had to take advantage of that but even the action scenes i think a lot of the action scenes were a a, a real real person doing action scenes uh, that that many action stars can't pull off like bruce can like that scene you talked about where the female officer is shot that was a fantastic bit of action because he wasn't this superhuman action guy he was very smart very calculated in every step that he took to to be safe to prevent the other guy from getting shot her getting shot that it, it was a fantastic scene but yeah there was a the end jumped the rails a bit but it was still good yeah yeah and i think along the lines of the, <clears throat> the action i think uh another issue i had was towards the end ben foster kind of turns into this like terminator type character where he's just like <laughs> he's picking off all these like soldiers yeah. it, it, like i said it jumped the rails it, it, oh it, yeah but if you let yourself visually i i think the visuals are very good this so the director i think is french and uh, it does, based on it, his name i'd say yes <laughs> it has a very very european feel where where it's it's a lot of style and flair and and yep. visuals and and slow motion like aaron said it, it's almost like he's trying to create poetry with with the visuals in a way and and uh in that aspect too i want to bring up the music because the music i think very fit the movie very very yeah, well that's that's uh another french alexander i don't that's know how to say his name or something like that yeah and he is oscar a, winning 11 time oscar nominated uh uh what do you call it? Film composer is the word. Film you're scorer for, guy. Film scorer, scorer guy. Yep. Um, Nailed it. So uh, the music I think was fantastic. It, it fit that the feeling of the camera work that had that flair, but yeah, it was a bit campy and, and a little bit I too stylized part at of, point. Part of where I, it kind of took me out of the situation a bit was when uh, little Kevin McAllister yep. playing yep. home alone and uh-huh. crawling through the vents. Like, come on. I, I yeah. Get it. You need the, the kid stuff was guy, a little wonky, but, but the kid, and, the kid himself was not, he wasn't good, but he wasn't bad. He, no, he definitely he was, was fine. not bad. I, and, and another thing is like, I'm sure the book maybe tried to go into white but 
how was Bruce Willis just able to just go and do whatever he wanted, wherever, whenever, and nobody's like, he's supposedly heading up this hostage negotiation. And he's just like, uh, I'm going to go do this other stuff and nobody knows where I'm at and it doesn't affect anything. And well, you can't think about stuff like that. I'm, Come on. Yeah, I'm just saying. It, why, uh, why would you talk about the flaws in this movie? Yeah, there are holes. Obviously, there's a thriller. There's holes in every action thriller. That that's that's to be expected, I think. I, but the, I don't think there. I don't think there's a difference between holes that unravel a movie and holes like that, where it's like, of course, he wouldn't be able to be involved in all of these aspects. But but he has to be. He's the, he's the he's the protagonist. So. Of course he wouldn't be, but he is, and you just kind of have to accept that. And I'm fine with those types of flaws. Yeah, I as far as this, this felt like I don't want to say this like it's a negative thing, but it will sound that way. This felt like an old movie, where action movies like this don't get made, where there's maybe one or two smaller instances of action right right it's right it's, now it would be uh like super cop goes in and and blasts all the bad guys they'd have an army of bad guys in the house and it, you know, it'd be chase, john wick scene for no reason yeah, yeah. so I, I enjoy it i absolutely love that aspect it, yeah of it. and i i prefer a movie like that where yeah it's kind of it gets into the cartoony areas of of the character but it is a real character. They did spend some time to tell you who this character is and the way he operates. And they brought enough of the family dynamic into where, when they were taken hostage, it wasn't like, Oh, who cares? It's this family. And, cliche. But, and I want to, I want to talk about it more in depth because it's the reason I picked this movie. And I think the thing that carries this movie, and I want to hear your thoughts and hear if you agree, but Bruce Willis acts in this movie, like, like very few, if any action stars can pull off a, a real character with, with incredible emotional, emotional depth, a lot of nuances in his emotionality, a lot of emotionality. You're right. Yep. Like he says in yeah. uh, traffic thunder, yeah. where's your emotionality? <laughs> yeah. Bruce has emotionality in this movie and it's, and it's subtle, nuanced, real emotions. And he absolutely carries this movie. Like very few people can, they can pull pulling off that badass. Uh, I mean, he's believable in the action. He's believable as the chief of police, but he's also believable as this guy that just has so much riding on him. It still is reeling from this failure and, and has family. He's just completely 100% believable in every aspect of this movie. I don't know if anyone can question um, Bruce Willis being probably the best actor that it's come out of like his generation, like the action movie star, like those action guys. Yeah. Yeah. And his prime, especially, which I mean, like Aaron said, emotionality, he, he is <laughs> literally the one action movie star from that generation that has been able to show any emotion on his face at it's, all. It's a different Bruce than what, you know, cause you usually get the whole hum smirky glides through situations, Bruce, where this is a, uh, more of a real character he acts in a way that like a vulnerable character that has obviously made mistakes because we saw that in the beginning but and one of my favorite scenes that shows that kind of subtlety to his his performance and the fact that this is a human being and, and these actions are weighing on him is 
So he needs to get this in order to save his family. He needs to get this, this disc out of the, the study out of the, the office in the, in the house. So he's talking to this little kid, trying to convince him, this little child to go get the disc and risk his life. And he knows that he's going to be risking yeah. this kid's life. And, and it, it's completely tearing him apart, but he, he knows he has to put this kid at risk in order to save his own family. That his and he's acting, talking about yeah. being a captain yes. Wumbo or whatever the heck, I don't know. Some made up TV and, character and, that the and kid and likes. Bruce was so good. You could just tell how much he hated having to do that. And it, it weighed on him. I thought that that was a very, very good scene. And, yeah, uh, it, it was good. I just, I still think I would have liked to see more of hostage negotiator Bruce that we saw in the beginning. Yeah, it, it, it definitely turned into less of a, less of a, a he didn't do a whole lot of negotiating. No, no. <laughs> but you could That's... tell it, they did show his skills. No, I, I, I don't disagree with you. It, it did kind of, it wasn't a negotiation movie, but he did put his skills to use and you could see that calm in the way basically he was using his skills to manipulate the, the events and, and to put things in action. And he was doing that to that kid when he hated it, he was using his skills to manipulate that kid's minds. And, and he did the same thing to the people holding you hostage. So he used his skills. It, it was not completely not in the movie. Yeah. I'm with Aaron on that. I, I wish there was more of his, negotiating tactics in this movie i think yeah you see his acting ability throughout the movie but in that first scene is where you really are able to see his ability for true acting and not just like aaron said his smirking his ho-hum cool guy which he was at at points but yes i mean like i said that phone call scene with the kid the the scene in the uh ambulance when they they pull the injured father out and bruce is trying oh. to convince uh, or trying to make the, the paramedic wake up, to, wake up. to revive him so he can talk to him, so he can save his family. That scene between those two actors, Bruce and, and I don't know the paramedic's name, that was incredible. The ending when he saves his family and he's just terrified at the situation. He's not a superhuman. There's a lot, a lot of, especially modern action movies, that would have been an action scene where he's just blows him away and everybody's happy. He's, terrified that, <laughs> that that would go wrong he, he's just completely broken from the events he's just hugging his family and bawling his eyes out I, that was incredible that you just don't see like these tough guy cool guy actors willing to put themselves in a role like that where they're just bawling like a child <laughs> you don't yeah, see that it's, it's a little different than um you know you hear stories like Jason Statham and The Rock fought over how many yes, and how they, they they put in their contracts that they can't be shown as losing a fight and things yeah. like that. You know, and how this many punches a, a each that, one gets to land and, yeah. and just macho bullshit. So like you take that. that macho out of there and and replace it with a like I said a more human character instead of just John Wick going through and gunning down the bad guys. So it's but again I don't know that's why I said it feels like an old movie which is to me more of a positive because I'd rather see that. Absolutely. But it, it, uh, again, I come back to the way the story is told. I just didn't like the directing in this movie. And that's fair. And uh, so <laughs> we talked about good acting. Uh, now the thing to me that is the weakest link in this movie, uh, 
Jonathan, I, I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, the main, the guy that has the biggest speaking role as the hostage takers. The, the older brother. Yeah. Oh my God. He is horrible. And yeah, he's, he's still working. And, and so I, I, he's a guy people would recognize. Cause I even, when I saw his face, I'm like, I've seen that guy before. And then I went through his filmography and it was like, nothing stood out, but I, Jonathan I, Tucker is his name. And, and he's probably gotten better. I don't want to, I mean, I, I th- it was just a little over the top for me and, and just not. I felt like watching a person try to act. Yes. It was a, it was a performance. It, yes. it wasn't a person. Yeah. And that his part was too prominent to not affect the movie, at least in my opinion. And that was, I disagree with you on Ben Foster. I think Foster was fantastic. Uh, He's good. And it, it, I, it just felt a little, I don't know. If like anything, it, I guess under, villainy, like underwritten, a, it maybe. Whereas, just like he's the bad guy for the, like we need this bad guy to be there. So well, and it's there. not even necessarily Foster's performance, but it's just some of the things that seem so goofy. Like he, when Bruce goes into the house and and he, to to uh, you know he backs the ambulance up to get the dad out and he makes the deal and negotiates and then. Ben Foster's face slowly comes out of the shadows and he just stares and says boo or whatever, bang or whatever with the gun and then falls back into the shadows. And like, this is, you know, this is Disney villain type of stuff. This, Yeah. (laughs) But again, I don't know. And and maybe I'm wrong. uh, To me, I think that's a lot of the, that the European influence where it's, that's a visual moment of him. It's a pointless moment. I 100% agree. I, I, it was corny and it was pointless there was no reason for it it wasn't like it wasn't this like unspoken dynamic between the two you know it just was him being weird for who the hell knows why just because he's a creep i guess i i don't know but i i guess i understand where that came from i just agree that it was bad uh is is there anything else that you guys noticed or liked about the movie or didn't like for that matter did anything else bug you uh no not necessarily i mean other than the we've already kind of talked about it where ben foster does turn into like super villain combat guy and kills all the police officers like i i find it hard to believe that a fully trained fully equipped swat team would be taken out like that but yeah i yeah, I agree. Uh, one thing I did want to—I I just now remember to bring up—I did like the the other villains, the the villains that took Bruce Willis's family hostage in order to get that disc out of the house. I liked how they were—you could believe that they were this professional group, like they they thought everything out every step of the way they were, they were polite and not like over the top mean, mean guy to Bruce, you know, that scene in the car where, where they reveal that they have his family, I think is absolutely fantastic. The way that the, those villains act one, 100% of the time they act like people that have been in that situation before, not like just this freak out, try to intimidate them bad guy for the sake of bad guy type of characters. I, I did like them. Yeah, uh, I agree that they were. I don't. It felt necessary to to bring in a better 
quote villain than Ben Foster's character. Cause it's one thing like Bruce going up against these bratty kids that are in way over their head. And then another that has the type of influence and control, like the, I don't know if they're mob or whatever the heck they are. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think it was necessary. And I think they, you know, it's kind of this faceless villain because even when they do show the guy he's hidden in shadows and you know, it's, but it, it's still, I don't know. It felt like a lot of threads. I, I, I keep saying negative things about the movie. I did enjoy it. It was, it was a quick two hours. It's not like you drug on and I don't think I would cut anything out. I think it was just, it's, it's just a bit of a mess. It's, and maybe it was different than what I was expecting. I think I was expecting more of, more of what we got in the beginning and less of a, a action movie. Yeah. I think you guys talked, hit on it already. One of the, my least favorite parts of this movie was the little kid in this movie. Pretty much anytime the little kid opens his mouth, he's pretty annoying. And like Aaron said, he kind of does this like home alone. Like he's got this like whole like other room that he can get into. And like all three of the rooms are connected somehow. It's a little corny. Yeah. yeah um, I agree. There, there was good scenes between him and Bruce, though. You know, Bruce yeah, there was. kept having it like, hey, calm, calm down, buddy. Calm, keep your voice down type of stuff. I, I think it would, at least the, that felt somewhat natural. The whole setup of the kid and being involved and helping out and like crawling through the ducks, like that was corny. But I, I think for them, there were times where he was bad. But for the most part, I think he was at least a somewhat natural feeling actor. Yeah, I I didn't mind him uh, compared to some other. I I guess actors. I guess what I'm trying to say is that his his role as written is kind of dumb, but the actor himself was not the reason for that. The actor himself was was fine. Yeah. Uh, so I I think it sounds like we're about. Uh, I think we're ready to things. rate it. Anybody else ready. have anything they want to mention? Uh, I, I I will mention that. Um, what's that the Bechdel test or whatever this this movie fails that miserably like there's the the women in this movie are relegated to uh damsel in distress or uh the the woman police officer who just is constantly being ignored and pushed off to the yeah, set. like those are your woman characters so not exactly yeah. the the best movie for not not blatantly sexist in any way but no but you're right in in the scope of like do they have any role, any actual role in the movie other than to be ogled and groped by the by the captors or cast aside in order to be rescued later? No, they don't. Yep. So a failure on their part, but a uh, product of the times. That's when I say it feels like an older movie. That's part of the reason. Yeah. No, I. I that's how 90s action and, and early 2000s action movies are. Yeah. But just thought I'd bring it up. But yeah, I'm ready to rate it if we're good to go. Yeah, I just right. want to say one more thing. Uh, I think uh, it was good. So. Good. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you rate it then? Uh, you know, I think I'll just hold off on a rating this time. Good. Good. Fair. <laughs> uh, I'll go last. You guys can go first. What did you think? Uh, yeah, this... I'd say like 6.75, where it's a movie, and I, it's a movie I would recommend. It's uh, especially... We already said almost everybody has access to Netflix. It's quick 
two hours. It, it doesn't feel like a two hour movie. I recommend it. People that love this old school type of movie will like it. Um, I just, I can't say that I would put it into the territory of a great movie, but a very good, very watchable movie. Okay. Steve. Yeah. I'm going to give it a seven two five. Um, along the lines of what Aaron said, it's not the greatest movie, but if you're looking for something to watch on Netflix, definitely recommend it. And then Bruce Willis is fantastic in it. If you want to see one of his best movies along with Armageddon, hello. <laughs> I'd rather watch Armageddon. I, I would too. It is, it is a, a much better movie, much more enjoyable. But yeah, I think Bruce's acting alone should get you to watch this movie. Right. Shane, what did you give it? Seven two five. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna go with seven point seven five. I can't I can't push it up to an to an eight, which would be the B plus territory. I think it's a solid B, mostly because of of the acting. Uh, you guys last week talked about, and I think rightfully so, uh, how performances in horror movies get overlooked. And I think while it is, I, I don't think to the same extent because it's rarer that I don't, uh, I guess I wasn't part that must've been on the invisible man. Oh, the invisible but, man. Yep. One. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't so, necessarily agree with that, but go on. <laughs> well, I, I would a lot of performances in horror movies that are praised, especially recently, but name one. Yeah. But they don't get recognized. They're praised at the time of release and then they get no recognition when it That's comes true. to awards That's time. true. And and so so my I, to a lesser extent because I think it it happens less less often, the same could be said of action movies. When there's a performance, it, it I when we watched Bloodfather, I said the same thing. I think that performance was an incredible performance in in kind of a schlocky movie, so it was overlooked. I think the same thing about this. This is a subtle, nuanced, layered, fantastic performance, which is rare, especially in a messy movie like this. Uh, I think it deserves recognition. I think it's absolutely fantastic. He pushes it up to my score. The movie is a bit of a mess, but it's a it's a fast-paced, fun, thrilling movie, which is what you can hope for when you when you pick a movie like this. Yeah, I'm going seven seven five. All right, final score of seven point two five. That's a B minus. That's uh, fair. You don't. You'll have to forgive me. I don't have the sounder, and we haven't done this for a couple weeks. So, uh -oh, are we doing pop quiz? We're doing pop quiz. Pop quiz, asshole. Thank you. Uh, this or Three Days of the Condor. Three Days of the Condor. I haven't seen that one. I have more my either. style. I would pick this. I think uh, just because of Bruce. First Blood. Oh, this. This. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> no, don't. This, this, this is a better performance. But man, First Blood is such, <laughs> First Blood is too iconic and too fantastic. That's such, that's such a well-made action movie with real action. I'm going First Blood. Oh, Shane gave that a nine. I this. love that Ugh. movie. That is a fantastic <laughs> movie. That's almost like the McNeil 9.5 or 9.75. I'll own it. I, maybe I overrate <laughs> it, but I, that's, that's such an iconic, iconic movie. This or Dog Soldiers? Dog this. Soldiers. Dog Soldiers. Yeah, Don't you know what? You stop it. You stop it. I got a lot of Bruce love going on right now. It, it's clouding tells, my judgment. He tells him, <laughs> I hope I give you the You're shit. You're right. You're right. But, 
Yeah, Dog Soldiers is probably a better overall movie, but yeah, this this or Scream, this 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 or the Orphanage, this the Orphanage, this, this or a Most Violent Year, this this probably this. I, most Violent Year is definitely better, but rewatchability not so much. Yeah. This or the original Halloween. Uh, this. Uh, I think I'd rather watch this, and I think that boils down to my love for Bruce. I, think I do like well. the original Halloween, but I pick this. This or the 2018 Halloween. That. Oh man, still this because of Bruce. Bruce is going to tilt the scales <laughs> for me a, a lot. I'm going to say mm-hmm. that. I think I enjoyed Halloween 18, 2018 more. I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame anybody for that. This or Annihilation. Oh, my God. Annihilation. This. this. Uh, I'm going to puke on my favorites. microphone. <laughs> I enjoyed Annihilation, but I think this is a better movie. Annihilation is full of current era Bruce performances where they're just bored and don't want to be there. <laughs> Damn. All right. So, again, 7.25 B minus for Hostage. Uh, we have another episode streaming next week. Uh, it's, it is my pick from my understanding, so I will have to find something because uh, I wasn't prepared. I, otherwise, I would have been prepared, but I, I did not know it was my pick. Oh, yeah, because you're always prepared 100% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was prepared, I was prepared to respond to that. <laughs> um, anything else? I mean, go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com, of course. You can request movies right on our homepage. Uh, will you send me, Shane, will you send me the list of... Uh, current requests yeah i'll have to compile them off the i'll send everybody uh, yeah I'll, I'll compile the list based off the email submissions and, and send everybody a list yeah so again moviereviewcrew.com anything else guys i think that's nope. it all right someone in the show tell your friends hey guys oh big golfs huh all right well see you later good day sir Sir, I said good day! Yeah. See ya. Hasta la vista, baby. This has been the Movie Review Crew Podcast. Remember to find us online on your favorite social media apps and go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. Linger, man. Yeah, totally. Linger. Hardcore.